We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The answer. The home team is brought to you in part by the Feather Sound Golf and Country Club, the Laranaga Law Group, Movement Mortgage, the Palm Pavilion on Clearwater Beach, Mahoney's Auto Repair, the Overhead Door Company of Tampa, for most insurance, and by Shoot Straight with locations on both sides of the bay. Now, here he is, the arena voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Storm, Orlando Magic, and the press box voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Paul Porter. And good morning. Welcome to the Home Team Sports Show. This is certainly not Paul's booming voice, but uh, we're here in the studio while he takes a day off uh, with Darren Vermose from Vermose Insurance. Good morning. Thank you. Glad to be here. And Jason Alessi. Good morning, John. Uh, Jason, uh, with the volume always up, Alessi. Uh, <laughs> I don't really need the mic, but uh, I use it. Uh, and uh, we've got Joe in the control booth today because Ace is on vacation. Morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we all doing today? Uh, we're doing extremely Good. well. I'm John Bychek, uh filling in ably, hopefully, for Paul Porter. We do the point. best we can. We we're try to. He's got some huge shoes to jo- fill. Joe is giddy. I, we've been talking about the, the NBA Finals, of course. Joe, uh, having been from Cleveland, uh, big Cavaliers fan. Uh, tomorrow night, Game Seven. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Feeling Are pretty you good. Really? Yeah, and then uh, you know had a, had a had a conversation with uh, Paul yesterday. Of course, Paul does a usual weekly hit on our uh, program, the Bill Bunkley Show, which airs on our Christian station, AM five seventy and nine ten uh, WTBN, Faith Talk five seventy and nine ten WTBN airs on that on Bill's show from four to six on Fridays. And so after the interview, we were talking about it because of course Paul is very. Um, of the mind that the integrity of these NBA finals. You don't need to remind me. I've been, I've been hearing this. I've been hearing this for since I started with them, which is about 14 years ago. And he's been pretty consistent about it. I mean, I've heard yeah. it over the years. Now, for me personally, I haven't necessarily paid attention to the NBA as closely, uh, as, you know, in previous years. Because honestly, look, I'm, I, I love football, um, and and I like baseball. And, and I and I'm into those sports a lot more than I am basketball, and I don't really get into it unless like my team is in it. And certainly when LeBron left, and you know then he was gone, I didn't really pay attention. So I have been paying attention more this time than I have in previous years. And we're going to get into all of this as the program unfolds. By the way, want to join the program eight one three two eight nine one eight sixty or toll free eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred to uh, join in the show today. Um, but in watching these finals, I, I and having a bias, and I'll admit I have a bias towards the the outcome of this. Um, what I see is the officiating is not necessarily tremendous. You know, it's not very good. Uh, but I'm not seeing a bias towards any team that is actually causing the game. And Jason, as you mentioned before the show, there hasn't been a close game in these Well, finals. that's the problem. That's why the officials can't do anything, even if they wanted to. If one team is dominating the other, um, all the games have, have been double digits. Uh, you know, a point differential. They've all been blowouts. Uh, it's really actually kind of been a little disappointing, for, you know, uh, that it hasn't been more competitive. I mean, it's going to game seven, but you've had six uh, kind of lopsided games. All of them. So, uh, but but that would speak against any sort of a conspiracy theory. Certainly, you you can't call a conspiracy theory in this series to say that the officials are determining. Uh, uh, the outcome, uh, even with the, the the suspension of Draymond Green for Game Five, or uh, or Steph Curry fouling out in in the last game, the games were blowouts. So it, it really didn't make much of a difference. I agree with that, and you know Steph Curry getting tossed out of Game Five or Game Six on Thursday night was the point that Paul was making that somehow 
the the MVP of the league to get thrown out with you know under four minutes left and the team down by thirteen points was a conspiracy because he'd never been ejected from a game before. Well, he, yeah, but but no, 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 but but listen, he blew up at the ref and threw his mouthpiece. Okay, that was it, fan. and hit and a hit fan. A... You're going to get tossed at that point. He was just frustrated. He thought the last couple of fouls were not legitimate fouls, but a lot of the other fouls early on were certainly fouls. They they just he, he didn't use good judgment in committing those fouls. You know, and, I would say that. Uh, up until that last game, game six, I think the officials pretty much let them play basketball. There were a lot of hard fouls. They played it. Uh, I, you know, you could talk about the Draymond Green incident as well. In my opinion, uh, I, I don't think he should have been pulled out of that game. It, it was. I don't think it was a kick. He was trying to get up, and as he got up, it looked like he kicked him. It was an accumulation of things with him. He's, he's but, got the but they, they put it on that one foul. They the NBA reviewed it. There was not a foul call during the game. The game continued to play, and then it got a little testy, and they both got uh, a technical foul. So the NBA came back and reviewed it. I think that was more of a conspiracy theory than Curry. Game six was over. Uh, exactly. When Curry and and quite frankly, that was a that was not a foul. It looked like LeBron came over him. Now I don't have a dog in the hunt. I, I think uh, I like to see different teams win it. I'd love to see Cleveland win it. I'm a okay LeBron fan. Curry and them guys, they won it last year. They had a huge season. So I, I'd just like to see an entertaining game. That's what I would like to see. I, I, I'm not a fan really of either team, but I would like to see a good game, a game that comes down to like the final seconds or at least the final minute. We haven't seen that yet in this series. But, the you know, Curry, has they, they play really good defense. And Kyrie Irving has been off the chart. He has been – uh, he's been better than LeBron, in my opinion, just throwing stuff up. So th- they're playing well. You know what? I'd like to see Cleveland win as a team. Yes. I think LeBron started talking a little trash late in the game the other day, particularly after that block. And I think he got in Curry's head. I think that's what led to the final blow-up. Well, I'm sure he was. I'm sure it happened. Yeah. Um, Curry, uh, they would never throw LeBron out of a game. And I think Curry feels like he might have been at that level now. I've been an MVP two years in a row. We've won the championship. Maybe I haven't had the consistent 10 years or eight years that LeBron has had nine years or been six championship games but i think he, he should have gotten thrown out i'm not defending his actions in any way but lebron doesn't get those fouls called those last two fouls that uh, that curry had called on him possibly possibly but but you know the the draymond green situation that was an accumulation you know uh curry getting thrown out that was an accumulation the the larger point as jason's pointed out and as you just said the game was over at that point yeah what and, it didn't matter whether he fouled whether he fouled out was thrown out they they were getting down. They were down at one point. It was twenty two or twenty four points. Yeah, uh, a lead for, in, for in Cleveland. The, the, uh, they the, had it down to point. seven. They, they were still in the game in the first part of the fourth quarter. They had it down to seven, and then Cleveland took it back up to yes, uh, but, back up to and 13. Curry was still in there. So yeah. I mean it, that that had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. What the the argument that Paul has made is that the officials will call games to deliberately determine the outcome right. to help one team or another. You cannot make that argument when all of the games are, are one-sided and blowouts. And I'll go back to game five, if you all watch that one closely. There's a moment in that game where the Cavaliers are, are about to extend their lead in a game that they ultimately ended up winning by 14, and the ball is called out of bounds on replay. It's clearly in bounds. I mean, it looked like the most blown call in history, but it benefited Golden State. Ultimately, it didn't matter. But my point is that if you are trying to deliberately delay a series or to make it more interesting for the purpose of augmenting the league, then why? how can you let something like that happen? And of course, Paul's answer to that is, well, you know, that just they're, they're trying to cover up the fact that they're trying to be conspiratorial, which to me is like double conspiratorial. So, okay, they're going to do something on purpose to cover up the fact that they're doing a conspiracy. It doesn't really hold a lot of water with and, and 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 the main argument he makes for this is about the ratings, that the networks get involved, right? right? Okay. It says here, right here, there's a, a little article that um, TV ratings have been down for the blowout-filled Warriors-Cavs NBA Finals. But it talks about the ticket prices haven't been. But the ratings have been down. The games have been blowouts. Not as many people have been watching. So even that, if they're doing it for the networks, that hasn't worked. Well, and this this whole finals playoff, or not the finals, the NBA playoffs has featured more blowouts as defined by 25 or more point wins by, by a team. 19 of them in this playoffs, the previous record was 11. Mm-hmm. So the blowouts in this, for whatever reason, and I... I don't know that you can really say that that's a conspiracy, and if you could, you know, 813-289-1860 or 
646-989-8600 to uh, call in and join the program. But ultimately, I think it's just a very peculiar year where people are getting on on runs and streaks that we just don't typically see. Yeah. And we're seeing this play out through the finals. And to your point, if it's all about getting ratings, well, then why wouldn't they make it to where at least the games were closer? In other words, let's say that the uh, that the Warriors are, um, or and I should say a couple of weeks back or last Friday when they lost game four, why weren't the referees doing things to help the Cavaliers to extend it to make sure that they would get to a game seven or at least make the game close? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I can assure you we're going to have a lot more to talk about today than the NBA Finals. Yes. Darren, uh, what are your thoughts on the game last night? The Rays uh, lost a 5-1 to one game. Uh, very disappointing play. It, it was very disappointing. I thought with the sellout crowd, them taking the covers off, and the electric feeling inside mm. Tropicana, they would have played better than what they did. I mean, they just came out flat yeah. as all get. And, w- I mean, and I will say that was important. That they were dedicating the night to, to the Orlando shooting victims, that horrible tragedy, um, and um, and all the proceeds uh, going to help the victims, the victim's family. Um, so that, that that was a nice gesture by the Rays. Oh, it certainly was. They did, as you said, aptly pull the covers back, which is kind of interesting. You pull the covers back and see what we really have. <laughs> that was the team that we really had, that Archer uh, can't get out of the first inning without a couple runs scoring. But, you know, they sold out because they sold they had $5, $5 seats. $5 tickets. You, you think about it, they had over 40,000 people there. That mm-hmm. was one of the better nights they had from an attendance in many, many years. If you take 22 of those and divide and multiply it by $5, that's about 400 thousand of additional revenue that came in would be my guess something mm-hmm. along those lines mm-hmm. which i think is good they gave three hundred thousand away obviously you have operating expenses um but you can see what one the ticket prices can do Correct. two you rally around an event mm-hmm. uh and that was a poorly played baseball game so oh, well and again i know archer has been struggling but when you score only one run you're just not going to win yeah. and that's why the, again the 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 problems with with uh, with hitting with driving in runners when they're on base it just it continues to haunt the Rays. It's it's been a problem for years. Uh, obviously, not the home runs because yeah. they've been they, they they if they don't lead the majors, they're in like the top two or three in home runs thus far this year. But they're all single, right? Solo and that's shots. and that's a problem when they when they have runners on base, they just. just falter at the at the plate. Well, Can't we're going to throw in. out there for your comments on, in my opinion, I think one of them is, is Derek Shelton the right guy for pitch, uh, for a hitting coach? Uh, and two, is Kevin Cash, is he on the clock? You know, I think we can, uh, our listeners can chime in on that. Is Kevin Cash on the clock? Uh, talk a little bit about the Bucks, and uh, we're going to probably catch every sport today because we've got some lightning topics too. But the Bucks, uh Austin Safarius Jenkins comes back uh, to practice, a uh, very contrite mm-hmm. Uh, says I've got to get better. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to you got to feel good about Dirk Cutter sending him off. Um, you know, and I think they had a pretty successful mini camp. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you want to see. Also, Safarian Jenkins has a lot of talent. I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of expectations from him when we drafted him. He has not produced yet. Of course, he's been injured a lot of the time, but. The time he has been on the field, he's been very inconsistent. So hopefully maybe, maybe a guy like Cutter, you know, you're going to hold him accountable. If he's not doing his job, you send him off, send a message, gets in his head, listen, I've got to do better. I've got to be more focused uh, and and uh, and just uh, be more on my game. And, and you'd like to see that. Hopefully it, it, that will uh, be the case, and Severian Jenkins will play better and more consistently, and, and he can help this football team. And, and that's one thing with Cutter and Mike Smith coming on now as the defensive coordinator. I think they're going to hold some players more accountable than was the case with Lovey Smith, where he kind of tried to let the players figure it out on their own. He figured that, that, that they would do that, and I don't think he can take that approach. If a player's not doing uh, his job, you got to correct it immediately, and if he doesn't correct it, you, you sit him on the bench and get someone else in there who who might get the job done. Oh, I agree. I think it was a perfect timing in the mini camp to set the tone. These are my expectations as a mm-hmm. new head coach. We are going to take a different approach. Lovey Smith did not work. Let's see if Derek Cutter's mm-hmm. perspective works. Because I'll tell you what, it could have been anybody, but Safarian Jenkins was just the the person at that time right. that he exercised his right as the head coach and said, you're done. Well, and Austin Safarian Jenkins, this this needs to be a breakout year for him. This needs to be, and I'm talking, you know, how would you define that? It's a, his third season. Exactly. Third season, he's he's in an offense now with an established uh, passer and an established running. offensive system, a good running game. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line, guys, I mean, I, I, after the last couple of years, I'm feeling pretty good about our situation with the offensive they line. They were a pleasant surprise last year, the offensive line. That was going into last season, I think, was the biggest concern. They actually did a deep 
decent job. And I think the fact that Doug Martin was the second leading rusher in the league proves that, that they did a good job. Certainly. Certainly. uh, So, yeah, I think offensively this team is very good. We've got uh, every position is there. You look at the position groups, they're solid all the way through. The the line, the running back, the the receivers, that – should be uh, uh, an, uh, that's the strength of the team right now. It's the defensive side that that has to uh, to improve. And we we have added some new players. Bucks have got a new you know Mike Smith is a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. so I I think the expectations should be kind of high. I think this team definitely can make a run at the playoffs this year. Well, look, I mean the NFC is not as strong as it's been in years past. Certainly, the NFC South is probably the one of the stronger divisions in the NFC. Uh, but, you know, is Carolina going to have that incredible, you know, they're going to have 15 wins again this season? No, you know, no, no. no. <laughs> so, something's going to happen. Teams right. are going to figure them out. They're going to have injuries, whatever. That's So that, that team's going to level off. You know, the pay, the uh, the uh, Falcons are, you know, they, they have years where they don't do anything. They have years where they go 14-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, So you don't kind of know what they're – but they're, you know, they're they're kind of in a weird spot right now at the same time. The, the Saints, who knows, they're in salary cap. There's a lot of inconsistencies among among the teams. But but the Bucks certainly, they showed improvement last year. And you, you would think they, they should continue to get better, especially when, when you've got a quarterback. He had a good rookie season. He's got a great work ethic uh, in, on – in theory, he should be better this year in his second year, more experienced. So how would you define better? If you're looking at Jameis Winston at his at what he did as a rookie and you say, okay, as a sophomore season, what would you – and I, I, taking wins out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, the quarterback can't necessarily control the outcome of all the games. But what would be a successful sophomore season in your mind for Jameis Winston? Um, maybe a higher completion percentage, uh, uh, fewer inter- fewer interceptions, more touchdowns. So a better touchdown interception ratio, I think yes. that's, that's reasonable, and a higher and that's 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 pretty solid for me. I think that showing an a, an increased ability, which I think for a rookie last year he was already off the charts, but that ability to read defenses and make the right decision, deliver accurate balls, mm-hmm. which leads to all those things that you're talking about. But ultimately, the progression, what I want to see in year two from Jameis Winston is just the, a more comfort level to be able to stand back in the pocket, read defenses, and deliver yeah. accurate passes consistently and I think he did a great job of that as a rookie yeah he, he got off to a slow start in the first couple of games he struggled he threw a lot of interceptions but then, a lot of stuff. then uh you know then he got it he, he started calming down reading the 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 defenses better and um it was much different he didn't throw that many interceptions the second half of the season right and they had four in one game in the first what the second game of the year against uh, Carolina you know mm-hmm. so that can skew your your stats quite a bit right, right. there you know, uh, we uh, also got a little lightning talk today. Uh, Tom Jones wrote an article in the Tempe Times uh, earlier this week about is it time for the Lightning to trade Ben Bishop? Uh, I felt like personally he made some good points in there. There were some very, very good points. I'm a Ben Bishop guy. Uh, I know Darren and I, we were talking this morning. You had some thoughts on it um, coming in here. Oh, I definitely do. I Yes, he made some, some good points, but I would have taken a different tact. I mean, I, I don't know if he was writing it just to create – controversy to get people to talk about it but why not take a different perspective sign ben bishop and let's trade vasilevsky to somebody i mean he is going to be somebody's future whether it's the lightnings or another team he has the ability the the time to grow mature and be that number one and be in the top 10 he is close but he is not the lightnings future today but the the goalie is such an important position uh in hockey and the fact that bishop is one of the very best if not the best in the league you cannot trade him I he agree. is too valuable to I this agree. team i don't care about his age right now we're looking we were well, he's 28 29 years old that's not that old and no. we've seen go- some goalies play till they're 40 in their 40s yeah but we were one game away from the stanley cup game seven against the eventual Stanley Cup champion. And maybe, again, this is always a hypothetical. If you have Bishop, maybe we win that series. Maybe we win the Stanley Cup. You'll never know for sure. Vasilevsky did a great job. But Bishop is certainly, right now, he's a significantly better goalie than Vasilevsky is. Uh, Jones, in that article, made it seem like that uh, Vasilevsky was maybe just a, a, a small step down from Bishop. That's not the case. No, he is. It's a, not the case. I agree 100%. He is not today's number one goalie for the Lightning. He is somebody else's goalie. There's a lot of teams in the NHL that wish they had him as their starting goalie. Let's get something for him before this yeah. expansion draft. You're right. That and would they, that would be the better strategy, that, in my opinion. Exactly. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think uh, Steve Eiserman is uh, 
uh, probably the best general manager in hockey. He's got the playing experience and uh, uh, knows talent, certainly knows talent. And we have to remember, that as, as Tom said in the article, uh, the uh, expansion draft's coming up in 2017, and uh, that could be interesting. So, uh, Marshall, we're going to come right back to you uh, right after the break, but we're going to hit our first break here today. Uh, Joe, you got out the numbers. I don't see them around I here. got them right here. Okay. I think uh, Hillsborough County, 813-289-1860 and toll-free, 877-969-8600. All right. Thank we'll be, you. And we'll be back. We'll be right back after the break on the Home Team Sports Show, AM860. The answer. News, insight, passion. AM860, the answer. This is Paul Porter. Are you looking for some affordable family fun? Check out Dollar Tuesdays and exciting Florida State League Baseball with the Clearwater Threshers presented by Regions Bank. Tickets and all your favorite concessions like hot dogs, beer, and soft drinks, popcorn, and peanuts are just a dollar. It's happening at every Tuesday Clearwater Threshers home game at Bright House Field on US-19 in Clearwater. See you at the ballpark for Dollar Tuesday with the Clearwater Threshers. If you're in northern Pinellas or southern Pasco counties, there's a place you need to check out. It's Danny's Sports Grill at 3105 Grand Boulevard in Holiday. 40 TVs, the complete NFL, NHL, and MLB packages are available for your viewing pleasure. Be sure and try Danny's famous chicken wings, burgers, or chicken tenders. Danny's recommends you download the Resi app from your app store to reserve your Uber or Lyft ride home. We'll see you at Danny's Sports Grill, 3105 Grand Boulevard in Holiday. Looking for sports equipment? Pretty expensive, isn't it? That's not the case. It's Second Time Sports. This is Paul Porter to tell you about the place to save big dollars on nearly new hockey, golf, baseball, and football equipment and more. Check out Second Time Sports on US-19 just north of Curlew Road in Palm Harbor. Gently used sports equipment at significant savings is what you'll find at Second Time Sports. Call 727-784-0007 or check them out online at secondtimesports.com. This is Paul Porter with the latest from the Feather Sound Golf and Country Club. Playing conditions are continually improving, not just the aesthetics, but the actual playability. They've opened a brand new state-of-the-art concession stand with access from the golf course, pool, or clubhouse. They have one of the best practice facilities in Tampa Bay. More than 35 golfers have become members in the last month, including several front office executives and athletes from our local sports teams. They've just won the bid to host the qualifier for the Florida Open. But here's the best part. The price of the initiation fee has been reduced by 75%. You'll enjoy the great camaraderie among members, and there are also member-only events each month. It's a great place to entertain, host corporate events, or hang out with friends for lunch or dinner. You can arrange a free no-obligation tour of the Feather Sound Golf and Country Club just off Armerton Road and the Howard Franklin Bridge by calling Megan at 727-573-5666. News, insight, passion. AM 860, the answer. This is Paul Porter. You know, there was a day when taking your car in for service meant just that. They served you. Well, things have certainly changed over the years. Nowadays, when you take your car in, you feel like a number and just hope and pray you won't get ripped off. I'm happy to tell you there's a place where they still do things the old-fashioned way. They don't fix something that doesn't need fixing. And if it does, they give you options and a fair price on the work. place I'm talking about is Mahoney's Auto, 4040 54th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. I've been endorsing LZ Mahoney on the home team for more than 15 years. Wouldn't it be nice to know there's a place you can take your car when it needs repairs, where you're dealing with an honest Christian man that'll treat you fairly and with the highest integrity? Take it from me. The next time your car is in need of repair, try Mahoney's Auto at 4040 54th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. They'll even take you home or to work while your car is being worked on. That's Mahoney's Auto. 4040 54th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. Larry Elder. I think people are changing, people are evolving, and they're beginning to embrace this man. And regarding this business about calling him a bigot, that's from the standard Democratic playbook. Hopefully Trump's going to remind people of the asinine, outrageous, bigoted statements that Democrats have always made well before Trump even came along. Weeknights at 6 on AM 860. The answer. Hot dogs! Get your hot dogs here! This is Paul Porter, and I've been talking about Mel's Hot Dogs for years. It's absolutely the best hot dog you will ever have, no matter where in the world you go. Mel's Hot Dogs is at 42nd and Bush Boulevard, right next to Bush Gardens. Try it once, and the Vienna all-beef taste will bring you back again and again. It's a Tampa Bay institution. 
Mel's Hot Dog, simply the best. 42nd Street and Bush Boulevard, right next to Bush Garden. Oh, those Mel's Hot Dogs are so good. Welcome to Tampa Bay, home of sunshine at 72 in the dead of winter, along with star athletes and celebrities who love paying zero state income tax. Oh, yeah. And home to the best news talk station in America, AM 860, The Answer. Ray Sluggers, Dickerson, and Longoria host a rare matchup against the Giants this weekend. On Sunday, kids 14 and under can knock one out of the park with a foam bat and ball set presented by Morgan Auto Group. Call 888-FAN-RAYS or visit RaysBaseball.com. Raise up. thought he threw the ball all right. The, the walk in the first, kind of telling with the first two outs, and it's a walk, then, you know, before you blink your eyes, you're down 2 nothing. we got to prevent those big innings from happening. And there you have it, Kevin Cash uh, giving his commentary on Chris Archer for the game last night. You know, I um, was talking in the – I was at the game last night, and we had, you know, a lot of baseball guys in there. It's kind of interesting. You know, Chris Archer last year in the first inning gave up 16 runs all year in the first inning. He's already given up 14 in eight or nine games this year. And, you know, everybody was saying, well, did he, you know, have too much fun over the offseason? Was he used too much? Was he, is his head right? Uh, is, he, is he too into the charity stuff? I don't know. Uh, but he does need to come around, whatever we do uh, this season. And a lot's going to bend on him. I mean, he's a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> well, last year he didn't have one. He did pretty well. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm a concerned. I'm definitely concerned that, you know, we're seeing, you know, a lot of runs being given up and no hit production other yep. than solo home runs. I mean, he's getting no run support, and he has not helped his, uh, you know, his prospects for getting the Ws by giving up runs so early in the game and then and trying to dig out of the hole. Remind it, me, when, when is Cobb supposed to come back? Is August. That, yeah, August. August still yeah. some th- you know, um, let, me, let me jump Marshall in here because I know he'll probably have something to say about the Rays. And, uh, by the way, uh, we've got a couple open lines right now. Now's a great time to call. We're going to hear what Marshall's got to say. 813-289-1860. Uh, toll free anywhere across the country in our listening area. 877-969-8600. Marshall, good morning. What's happening, guys? Good morning. There. Good morning. Hey, Marshall. Hey, um, first of all, six six games in this series, if they rigged it, which I'm not going to say they didn't, they did a nice <laughs> job of hiding it because there was really nothing that you could go back on and look at a series of four or five, six calls in a row to help try to determine one of these games. At least that's the way I see it. Thank you. And um, if you do, then you're going to find it being counter to what the claim is. Right. And, and you know, again, the, the big problem with this series has been no close games. It's just been awful as far, you know, the book. Now, some of them have gone into the fourth quarter close, but then one team just takes off and runs and hide. And, that, and that's another one that I really think, you know, Paul and I are disagreeing here because I know Paul thinks Golden State's going to win it in seven. I think that Cleveland is so in their heads right now, and you saw Golden State lose their composure like I'd never seen exactly. ever the other night. And I mean, it was all of them, it wasn't just Curry. It was all of them. I mean, they were all, and, and if that's in your head, I think that doesn't allow you to play as well. And if you think something's happening and the other team's getting an advantage, then it, then whatever's happening by Cleveland is working. That's what I Well, all, all the pressure has now turned. It's it's all on Golden State. I mean, if, if they blow a uh, a 3-1 to one series lead and end up losing, especially in, in to lose Game 7 at home, and then, and then after they had set the record for most wins in a regular season in NBA history – that could go down as one of the the, the biggest choke jobs in in uh, in history. Well, that's what people immediately well, start saying, March. You know, I, I think it's going to be a, a tremendous game seven. Uh, I've already got it set on my uh, on my TiVo, so uh, whatever I've got going, I'm going to get home and, and and watch it. But you know, I, I think they did get in their head in game uh, game six. But Steve Kerr, he's coming back. I, I guarantee you, you'll see a different Golden State team out there. Well, Kerr went out of his way to you know lambaste the officials and defend, and he actually said he was happy about Curry throwing his mouthpiece. Um, I, look at I'll 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 look at it like this: if if you see early on in the game that Golden State players are spending more time arguing about calls then they're in than, trouble. than they are getting back in their defensive uh, set yeah. to, to act, then you're exactly right. They're in trouble because yes. then they're going to be then they're going to have that sense of we can't win. It's all against us, and they're not going to play right. to the level that they should be playing. Mm-hmm. Well, but there's only two scenarios that can happen, and I'm just curious of what you guys think. Either Golden State, who had the best record of all time, wins back-to-back titles with Steph Curry, 
or Cleveland wins their first title in, in the city's history as LeBron comes back and wins them a title before he decides to leave next year. I mean, which one do you – I mean, both that, those are the only two possible things that can happen, so I'm just curious of what you guys think is going to happen. Well, I mean, I'm I'm incredibly biased, so I'm oh, I'm, really? I mean, I'm I'm I, obviously I'm feeling very very good about the uh, the city of Cleveland winning its first championship in 52 years. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll take another step further on this. There there there's a lot on the line for Golden State here because you're right. Golden State had the best regular season of all time, and they have a chance to win back to back championships. And if they do then you can make a legitimate claim, I think, that they are among one of the, the best teams that's ever been assembled because of how you know the, the shooting percentage that they have and the win totals and, and all of their, their various success. However, conversely, if they were to lose the game, and as Jason says, they blow a 3-1 to one lead, and then you go back and you look at last year and you say that, well, yeah, they won, but they won against the Cavaliers team that didn't really have all of their pieces assembled. And look, they won. I'm not making any excuses for it. I'm just saying it goes from huge extremes for Golden State here. They could be considered one of the greatest teams of all time, or they could be looked at as a team that basically lucked into their championship last year, which I don't think is is, is fair. Mm-hmm. But it is a narrative that stands a very real chance of happening if they don't win this thing tomorrow. I, I'm going to go with Golden State tomorrow just because I because they're at home. They, I, they had the better record. I think overall they're the better team. And it, it's hard for me to believe that they could, would drop uh, three consecutive games. Were they, da- they were down 3-1 to one at uh, Oakland, Oklahoma weren't they yes yeah and they came back they came back and won. uh you know I, I think it's tough to beat them three uh three games in a row draymond green uh you know yes i don't think he's got to worry about getting suspended and missing another game unless it's next year uh you look at uh kylie irving uh tweaked his uh tweaked his ankle at the end of the game Kylie Irving has been unconscious the last two games. I think him and LeBron had 41 points. The one, the one player that's yeah. been absent is Kevin Love. So yeah. you look, maybe maybe this is the game he steps up and does something. And LeBron has taken it upon his shoulders, and he has taken that team like he should have uh, maybe uh, earlier in the series. And, and really, he, he was, I don't want to say non-existent, but his points late were meaningless in this last two games. Uh, he has stepped up to be the, uh, the champion and one of the greatest ever, as he has. Uh, Marshall, did you watch a game last night? Uh, I did see some of it. Um, what the the thing I'll say is, if you, if you really look at the the synopsis of the Rays season, when they had their success in the last three last three series that they did, they were playing bad under five hundred teams. Okay, so now they're coming into a stretch where they're going to play some better teams. This, I think, they are who they are. They're around a five hundred team, better than about half of the league, and not better than the other half of the league. But the one encouraging thing to me is is they're doing what they've never done before, and that's score runs and hit home runs. So if they can just get the starting pitching for whenever it's going to start happening to go maybe two or three starts each where they all get on top of their game, the one thing I think this team has the capabilities of is winning like 16 out of 20 games if they can get that going. Oh, that's all it takes? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, really, Marshall, come on. Uh I mean – well, we expected more of this from the starting well, pitching. Well, I mean, we the, did, but we haven't seen it, even against the, right. the lesser quality teams that you know, they, I, they have beaten. And that's a good point. And I'll say this. When our defense, which I think is a part of the crux of the pitching issue, when they extend the game like Tim Beckham did two nights ago, uh, had an error, opened the door, Blake's maybe out of the inning. The other night, uh, you know, Odorizzi, I think, had – 50 pitches in the first two innings, part of that defensive lapse is, mm-hmm. you know, our defense could do a better job. Our defense is a little bit porous. We are up the spine, up the middle. Uh, defensively, we have not been as sound as we have in the past, particularly behind the plate. I saw Conger, I think, against Kansas City throw one into left field trying to throw somebody out at third base. You know, he hasn't even hit his weight. We got three guys batting under 200. We got a lot more problems just the pitching, and I'm not going to put it all on the pitching. Again, Archer last night, yeah, could he could not get out of the first First inning, uh, that was clearly his fault. But we, we have to look at the defense as well in some cases. But I think that the difference is a lot of teams around the league, you don't look at their top five starting pitchers and expect as much as we expect out of our starting pitchers here. Most teams have one or two, maybe three, where you say, okay, these guys, we need to pitch well. We have five guys, six guys that you could maybe say, okay, this guy could win 15 games. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the difference is our starting rotation is good and is deep, and they haven't gotten it together yet. Will they? I hope so. I don't know. 
but I think we have greater expectations because these guys have proved that they've done it in the past, yes. unlike a lot of other teams. No, I, I, I 100% agree. I, you look at a guy like Andres, who they had to move to the bullpen, and he won a game out of the bullpen pitching uh, pitching a couple innings the other night. Uh, you know, I, I do. I think we expect a lot of them. We, they knew to, do need to get a little deeper into the game, but we have to play better defense. Uh, yeah, I agree. It, it, the, the irony last night, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know too much about me. I played uh, college basketball for one year uh, on a JV team with Buster Posey's dad, uh, uh, who's a good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I still think back in 2009-8 when, when we drafted uh, Tim Beckham, and, and you see that he has a lot of the same tendencies that B.J. Upton had, in my opinion. He doesn't play hard. Uh, he hits the ball hard occasionally. But you see what would have happened had we taken Buster, uh, Buster Posey number one. And the fact, one. like you've always said, the Rays have never had a never consistent had a catcher. catcher. Oh. Had, I mean, uh, um, Deion or Navarro, one year, I mean, he had the, the World Series year. He had a good year. Yeah. But that was about it for him. We've he been very, very inconsistent up there. And I just, right. you know, talking to uh, – Demp, Buster's dad over the week, you know, about maybe coming down and going to the game, you know, just it, it, it hurts my stomach to know that, <laughs> that we let him go by and we picked up Tim Beckham, who's barely on the roster, in my opinion. But in, in retrospect, you got to be happy for Buster Posey because he wouldn't have won three world championships. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Rookie of the year, World Series MVP in your uh, your first year in the major league. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And yeah, they, but the Rays, the Rays have had some good had Don't some get good me wrong. Absolutely. Stretch, you know, so. uh, it was an interesting uh, group I was with last night. We had, we talked about everything from the stadium to, to the draft to the defense to, to Derek Shelton to Kevin Cash. And I think Kevin Cash is on the clock, in my opinion. You know, I've talked to some folks down there, and I, I just don't think he has the clubhouse that Madden had, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if he makes it through the year. You really think they'll do a mid-season change on, on cash? I don't know. You want them to, though. They go certain streaks where they, they'll lose a lot, then they'll win a lot, yeah, but my, they're right around 500. My, quest, my question there would be, what, who's, who's out there that's better Thank right you. now? Better point. I think, that, I think that's why you don't do it in the middle of the season. Yeah. Maybe you wait to the end. I mean, look what the Nationals did in getting Dusty Baker. I mean, yeah. and, you know, they're 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 doing it. They're doing it the right way now. It looks like, at least under him. So, D- Dusty, you know, but what, who's Dusty? out there that's better? I guess would be my question. What are you yeah. gonna make a Hickey the manager? I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, Dusty's what 87 now or 88? <laughs> Dusty, yeah, come on now. Dusty's pretty old. I mean, he played for the Braves in the 70s. You mm-hmm. know. So it was 50 years ago. He's got to be 70-plus. But whatever. He's got that team responding. He does. Same way Madden does in Chicago. Yeah, same way. Marshall, uh, we appreciate you calling in, being a loyal supporter on the home team, big guy. Guys, have a great weekend. Thank you, Marshall. We're going to go to Jack in St. Pete. Jack, how are you this morning? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm I'm no great sports fan, but I do not like to watch hockey, and I know the season's over and all of that. But I just wanted to point out, why I think that the Lightning are going to be a great team from here on out as long as they continue on the road they're on. I think they were good enough to win it all this year, but the problem is the, the Lightning don't have headhunters. These other top teams that I call thug teams do, and they have no qualms about taking out your star players. And then the Lightning, when they have that happen to them, they don't do anything. If you're going to play against these top thug teams that are willing to take out your star players, then you better be willing to do it to them, too, because if you don't, they're not going to have any respect for you the next year, and they're going to do the same thing again. And these Lightning are going to end up in second place. Nice guys finish last. When they take out your star player, you've got to run into their goalie and and crush him against the goalpost and things like that, take out their star players. And until the Lightning are willing to do that, they're never going to win the championship. Well, I I haven't really thought about that way. I mean, there was – I mean, I know – what was it? Callahan had a hit on uh, on, – was it Flurry for for Pittsburgh? And there was some controversy about that. Although I don't think – Callahan wasn't trying to intentionally do anything – I mean, I, I guess that they, they work somewhat. You're talking about the the intimidation factor, Jack, or maybe absolutely. The... Well, we had our star our star players taken out systematically when we got close to the playoffs by these thug teams. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the blame on uh, on the thug teams for Stamkos and and thugs. Is, it's kind of a strong word. I think Danny Boyle steps up and 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 hits well. I think Callahan hits well. I, I agree that we don't have a fighter, somebody that's going to mix it well, up. We had that, that Rad, Radko Gudis, I think, was yeah. kind of considered the Radko, guy we had. Yeah, he, he would mix it up. Kind of uh, feisty. And, 
Well, I hate to say it, but these other teams play dirty. They do this intentionally. You see them putting the stick to the back of the legs of our players and stuff like that. you got to get mean. I, I, I agree they need to probably be a little more aggressive. I think part of it, and Paul makes a good point with uh, Vasilevsky in versus Bishop. He said they tend to play a little bit more aggressive with Bishop in the goal because they know – He's going to come out. He's a little bit more aggressive. With Vasilevsky in the goal, I don't think they play more timid, but they're not uh, They're not on their toes as much. They're back on their heels a little bit saying, hey, we've got to protect him. We've got to be a little bit more defensive. Well, well, well Vasilevsky needs a stick put to the back of his legs or the back of his neck or crushed against the goal post when he does stuff like that. We need to get aggressive with these teams. When, they, Like I said, when they take out your star player, you've got to take out one of theirs. Got it. Or else the next time around, they're just going to do it again because they know they can get away with it. Jack, if they know they can't get away with it, that they're going to lose yeah, Jack, if you, When they take out one of yours, they're not going to do it. Gotcha. Mm. Jack, have you called the show before? Is this your first no, time? No, I haven't. Well, we, we're going to uh, get your name, number, and address. We, we appreciate your perspective, and uh, we're going to get you a first-time caller coupon out. Uh, so hold on. Uh, your comments are, yeah, are well Maybe I'll go, go to the Lightning Locker Room and give, give them a, a pep talk speech on that. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll listen to you and fire them up. <laughs> I like your style, Jack. Yeah. You're all good with me, buddy. So uh, just hang on line. We appreciate the call. We're going to run to break. Hang on, Jack. Joe's going to get your information, and uh, we'll get a first-time caller gift card out to you. It's uh, always nice to have a refreshing perspective from first-time caller. Calvin, you'll be leading us off as we come from the break. Uh, this is the Home Team Sports with Jason Alessi, Darren Vermos, John Bicek on AM860. The answer. News, insight, passion. AM860, the answer. There's no place like this place anywhere near this place, so this must be the place. That's what they've been saying about the Palm Pavilion since 1926. The Palm Pavilion on the north end of the sparkling beach is a Clearwater Beach landmark. Situated directly on the beach overlooking the Gulf of Mexico, the Palm Pavilion is the place to order cool tropical drinks and watch spectacular sunsets. Tempt your taste buds with perfect pasta, sizzling steaks, chicken or seafood wraps, shrimp and crab chowder. Come for a day or stay for the night. A casual atmosphere featuring live entertainment on the deck. The Palm Pavilion Inn and Beachside Grill and Bar on sparkling Clearwater Beach. Visit them on the web at palmpavilion.com or better yet, visit in person. 10 Bay Esplanade on the north end of Clearwater Beach. The Palm Pavilion Inn and Beachside Grill. This is attorney Mike Larinaga. I've been practicing law since 1987, focusing in the areas of personal injury and wrongful death. I handle everything from auto, motorcycle, and boating accidents to slip and fall cases. I'm the former assistant city attorney for the city of Tampa and the former attorney for the Tampa Police Department. I'm a Martindale Hubble AV rated attorney, born and raised right here in Tampa. I would welcome the opportunity to meet with you about your case. I can offer you the care and professional attention that you deserve. Please visit my website at mikesmylawyer.com. That's mikesmylawyer.com. If you've been involved in an automobile accident or are dealing with a wrongful death situation, I am here for you. Call me at 813-899-2000. That's 813-899-2000. I'm Mike Larinaga, Offices, Tampa. Burger Monger is now open in St. Petersburg. That's right, the same great taste you enjoy in South Tampa, Wesley Chapel, Brandon, Carrollwood, and Safety Harbor is now open for all of you in St. Petersburg at 1325 4th Street North, just minutes from Tropicana Field. It's a great place to stop before or after a Rays game. Burger Monger has now grown to six locations. Check it out today, 1325 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. Take it from me, Paul Porter. It's the best burger you'll ever eat. News, insight, passion. AM860, the answer. Here's some exciting news from Shoot Straight. You can now buy firearms online. That's right, just visit shoot-straight.com and you can choose from a wide selection of firearms perfect for your needs. Of course, there are two locations on US 301 south of MLK in Tampa and Almerton Road just east of 49th Street in Clearwater are always happy to supply all of your needs as well. And they feature air-conditioned indoor shooting ranges and a wide selection of all your firearms and accessories. Visit shoot-straight.com. That's shoot-straight.com. 
The Hugh Hewitt Show. Think about Hillary Clinton's server. The reason she destroyed it, the reason she wiped it clean, the reason why she tried to keep it from people. Everybody gets this. It was hacked. It was hacked in real time. They've got everything that was on it. Clinton's the real risk. You can't have her as president. The Russians own her. Weekday mornings at 6 on AM 860. The Answer. The Rays turn back the clock to the 70s, Saturday when they take on the Giants. The Rays and Giants will wear their retro jerseys. Fans enjoy $2 deals on popcorn, peanuts, and Pepsi fountain drinks. Call 888-FAN-RAYS or visit RaysBaseball.com. Rays up. Why does it matter that psychic aliens made Elvis their king after he faked his own death? It doesn't. That's why we're up all night breaking real news and breaking down opinions during the Captain's America. Third watch, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. 860. The answer. This is Paul Porter with the latest from the Feather Sound Golf and Country Club. Playing conditions are continually improving, not just the aesthetics, but the actual playability. They've opened a brand new state-of-the-art concession stand with access from the golf course, pool, or clubhouse. They have one of the best practice facilities in Tampa Bay. More than 35 golfers have become members in the last month, including several front office executives and athletes from our local sports teams. They've just won the bid to host the qualifier for the Florida Open. But here's the best part. The price of the initiation fee has been reduced by 75%. You'll enjoy the great camaraderie among members, and there are also member-only events each month. It's a great place to entertain, host corporate events, or hang out with friends for lunch or dinner. You can arrange a free no-obligation tour of the Feather Sound Golf and Country Club just off Homerton Road and the Howard Franklin Bridge by calling Megan at 727-573-5666. Attention churchgoers, are you looking for something to do right after church for you and your family? How about brunch with the Clearwater Threshers? Enjoy an all-you-can-eat delicious brunch from noon until 2 p.m. And then sit back and enjoy some great Florida State League baseball in air-conditioned comfort. What a great alternative to waiting in line for a crowded restaurant. The best part? A ticket to the game with brunch is just $16 per person in advance, $19 day of the game. Every Sunday home game at Bright House Field on US 19 in Clearwater. Brandon Crawford, I mean, he's been known for his glove for since he's got to the big league. So, uh, obviously, you, you can tell why they're having so much success this year and a very good club. Hey, and uh, welcome back to the Home Team Sports Show. That's Kevin Cash again talking about uh, Brandon Crawford of the Giants and three championships in the last six years. Uh, Bruce Bosch, he's got a dynasty uh, out there in the West Coast and uh, just doing a really, really good job. Very consistent, and they stay. In today's world in baseball, in my opinion, uh, it is tough to keep a team together. You know, uh, when when you, they have a good year, like Grinky had a good year last year with the Dodgers and took off to the Diamondbacks and things like that. But um, we've got uh, we've got Calvin on the line. Calvin, good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, just fine. Good. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I'm going to be Paul Porter for a second and say the reason why the games aren't close it's because if the games were close, people would think it's a conspiracy. So it's the conspiracy to show that it's not a conspiracy. Ah, the double That's conspiracy. Why the games aren't close. Mm-hmm. The, the old double conspiracy it's thought. Right. Yeah, because that would, that, would, that would be Paul's response it's to why of, the games aren't close. Because if the games were close, then people would think something was up. It's so kind you of, have to give the appearance that the games are real, even though they're not. It's kind of like I'm not paranoid because I know that they're out to get me. Right. Right? Right. Right. And, of course, if that was the case, though, what you're saying is the players would have to be involved because, I mean, the games are a little so lopsided that some of the players would have to be tanking it. Well, 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 they're not tanking it. They're following the script. The games are scripted. Right. Well, what's the difference? Well, they're not tanking it because the games aren't real anyway, like Paul says. It's it's like like wrestling. It's like a TV show. The games aren't real, so you're not tanking it. You, you, you're, it's not a real event. It's not a real sport. Mm-hmm. No, it's That's just why entertainment. That's inconsistent right. because last week we had the argument about who's the best team ever. Well, I don't know when basketball started becoming fake, that the games weren't real. They were all scripted. But Golden State, what they're doing, if the games aren't real, then what they're doing cannot be compared to other teams that actually did it for real. Because mm-hmm. if you're saying Golden State won 73 games because – because the commissioner told them or made the decision that Golden State was going to win 73 games, that you can't compare them to somebody else who actually legitimately performed. Right, good point. So that's why I think Paul is not consistent. He's inconsistent. Because why would you blame LeBron James for getting 
the recent coach fired, if the games aren't real, there's no reason for LeBron to fire a coach. Well, no, no. I, I, it's the commissioner yeah, I, that's deciding whether you win or lose. It yeah. has nothing to do with the coach. Well, I, I pointed out to the Paul's inconsistencies. So it's Adam Silver that got black fired, not LeBron James, if the games are not real. Okay. Yep. You see uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the double conspiracy theory. Anything else you want to share this morning? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of this Buster Posey thing. Okay. Number one is he's not a Ray now if he got drafted by them. He's making too much money, so he's not a Ray now. Number two, if you look at the draft order, and I don't have it in front of me now because this is an old argument, but I know there was Tampa Bay. Alvarez went to Pittsburgh. Hosmer went to Kansas City. I believe Baltimore picked the guy that's their closer now. Weeders. No, they picked picked Weeders. But, oh, okay. That's fine. But the thing is, is that Buster Posey and his agent made the demand for a high signing bonus because he didn't want to get drafted by the the low-income teams at the top of the draft. And then when he got picked by San Francisco, he dropped the demand because that's where he wanted to go. If, he, if the Rays would have drafted Buster Posey, Buster Posey, would, in my opinion, would have never played for the Rays. And I believe that would have been two years – because I think the next year the Rays drafted somebody in the first round, and he didn't sign. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the year before. I think it was the year after. So that would have been two years in a row. They would have had a first-round pick that didn't sign. So stop this Buster Posey argument. He didn't want to play for the Rays. In my opinion, he would have never played for the Rays if the Rays drafted him. Well, and Beckham, I, was supposed to be, Beckham was supposed to be the best high schooler in the nation at that time. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you have an opinion on it, and that's that's fair. I mean, but you know, there are a lot of reasons that you know that three other teams passed on him as well. I don't think it was the contract demands at the time uh, at all. I just think the Rays made a mistake on that draft pick, and my in my opinion, I think they made a mistake. And you you look back, and uh, Price was not a mistake. Uh, you know that for the Nationals, uh, yes, Price was a mistake. Why was Price a mistake? Because he is not a. He is not a high-pressure game pitcher. I mean, he's the reason why they didn't win 2010. He's a Cy Young winner. I mean, you he's can hardly say. He's the reason why they didn't win the World Series yeah. in 2010. Yeah, and you probably don't think Charles Barkley is a great player either just because he didn't win a championship, correct? Well, I don't think he necessarily had bad playoff games. I mean, David Price as a starter has never won a playoff game. Well, does that mean that? But Actually, this, he has. Is, is that he the, is that so the stand? He, yes, he got the win in the okay, Boston well, by that, game. By that, by that argument, you, well, what about Clayton Kershaw then? That's the same thing. He he hasn't done that well in the playoffs. Well, well that, that's a good argument. But we're not talking about – I mean, I don't know who else would have been in Bryce's class. We're talking about Buster Posey. But the, yeah. there are many – about the other teams. The other a, teams have the same threat against them. You're talking about Pittsburgh, small market. You're talking about Kansas City, small market. So they had the same fear. Oh, we take Buster Posey. He wants a ridiculous signing bonus. We're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think – I certainly don't think it was about the – I certainly don't think it was about the money uh, at the time. I think it may – maybe to the validity of your point would be more, hey, I want to win a championship game, maybe maybe not so much uh, the money. I, I, I just what year, think, now, what, what year was he drafted? Oh, nine, I believe. Okay, well, the Rays had just been to the World Series, yeah. so the, the Rays were uh, – you'd have to consider them a and championship And I think part contender. of that, that was the year DeAndre Navarro was there, and they're thinking, okay, we've got a front-line right. catcher. but. Uh, and maybe that, but he didn't. He mix. just didn't pan out. Yeah, he just didn't work. Yeah. Well, and not only that. I mean, if if you draft, go ahead, Calvin. If you want to look back at it, the mistake was not taking Eric Hosmer, because again, I don't believe that it was about money. Because these other teams could have used Posey too, and they'd take him. It was all about the money. That's why the demand suddenly dropped when it was the Giants' turn. Because mm. the Giants were a big market team, so he said, "Oh, that's a school." Because look how fast he got the ten million dollars. I mean, he would have been. He would have been got. This is another point too. How long would he have actually played for the Rays? Because once he got to the point of where he was probably going to make ten million dollars, he was out the door. So I don't know how many years are you talking about that he would have actually been here. Well, he's not here now. He's right? not here he's now. Not he wasn't here there. Now. You know, the only thing we talked about it's was I, 
Would yeah. he be here now? Uh, and there may be some validity to that. How long is Longo here? Longo signed a long-term contract to be here. You know, Price did too uh, for a while, and then they, they traded him. you, you got to understand the market team. Had the Rays drafted Bo, uh, Posey been in the position the Giants are in, the fan may say, you could speculate on all that. Maybe they're averaging 22000 a night and 25000 a night instead of sixteen, and they and they stay here for a while. We don't know that. We can't say that. So oh, Come on, they're not doing that because of Buster Posey. Well, not doing that because of Buster Posey. Well, you never know. Well, I mean, not, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's that's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean, what the good players? What? Do good players not equal increased wins? I mean, what are we talking about? Well, here? but the, yeah, but the the, the rate to, to to his point, the Rays had six consecutive winning seasons. They made the playoffs four out of those six seasons, and they made it to a World Series, and the attendance still didn't get much better. So even with the team winning, the attendance was still uh, was still a disappointment, unfortunately. But if you got a guy that can make that sort of a difference, I mean, what, what, I mean look, we, we can basically regurgitate the same uh, you know, preseason analysis of the Rays every single year. They're going to have a great starting rotation, they're going to have a pretty good bullpen, and they're going to need more, more uh, power in the middle of the lineup. Now, power actually hasn't been our, our issue this year, as you pointed out earlier, Jason. Mm-hmm. But if you have somebody and you, that can be a, that can add to the offense consistently over time, right. then you're right. Over the last six, seven, eight years, we have been in that caliber of a team that could take it to the Absolutely. next level. Absolutely. Is could a guy like Posey have been the guy? To no, get us I, over the I agree. And, and, then, and catchers have a lot to do with how the pitchers. Uh, they frame the games. Mm-hmm. They they, uh, they call the games. They frame the pitches. They do a lot better. And by the way, Calvin, uh, David Price actually won a playoff game before he won a regular season game. So he beat Boston in 2008 in the playoffs. So he did win a playoff game uh, before he actually won a regular season game the next year. So and then he won that playoff game. Yeah. Wait a minute, 2008, he wasn't a starter, right? Because you said before a regular season. He, he was the, the winning late. pitcher in game two of the 2000 ALCS. No, he wasn't. Not as a starter. He didn't start it, until his you, real You didn't qualify season. that. You didn't say that. You said he hasn't won a playoff game. He has won a playoff game. John, listen to the show. Okay. Maybe it would be a better show if you actually listened to it. I mean, I don't, I don't get the, the animosity here. You said he hasn't won a playoff game. You are wrong. John pointed out that he did, in fact, win a playoff game in 2008. And miss. he also started and won the one-game playoff against Cleveland, what, 2013? Yeah. So I'm sorry, Kelvin, but you're just factually incorrect on what you're saying. If you want to qualify that by saying he has not started and won a playoff game, the only way that that can be accurate is if you're saying that the one-game playoff is not a playoff, and I don't know what else you would call a one-game playoff but a playoff. What yeah. am I missing here, guys? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. Wild card game, that was decide who goes to the wild card. So that's not a playoff game. Well, what's a playoff you game? Get as a starter. Listen to the show, guys. <laughs> Listen to the show. That's why, that's why Jason is checks out his own show, because he actually listens to the show. I give Jason a lot of credit. He actually listens to the show. He actually knows what he says. He doesn't just change wow. it because it fits the argument of the caller. Jason Man, I'm being complimented by Jason. I, 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 Jason. I don't know what to say. I'm Hang up your headphones right there. Gotta, I, I might have drop to. Drop the Ooh, mic, geez, release the dove. Wow. I want to agree with Jason. I don't think there's enough compassion in this area. And, and I put this on Paul's Facebook page, but he didn't respond because he said he would leave the game that he was supposed to go to in his life. He said he'd leave that the game lasted four hours. I mean, first of all, there's a reason why something's called work, that something's called enjoyment, relaxation, fun. You know, you want to have fun as much as possible. If you can't commit yourself to four hours to watch a baseball game, then don't go at all. Mm. Well, you want to know what really – Why would you want to – why would you want – because it's four hours, I bet it's extra innings. Why would you I want think to our listeners have probably had enough of Calvin. Exciting. Hey, Calvin, but do you want to know what, what the definition of fun is, though? The definition of fun is next Saturday, Jason talking boxing for two consecutive hours. That's going to be oh, exciting I, that, and fun. That will be fun. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, All right. It's, it's better than when John used to have shows and said, our next guest is future Hall of Famer, Fifth Ogaroba from the Atlanta Braves. Every, every Atlanta Ooh. Brave he had on was always a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, you, you did a great job of threading the needle there. Nobody here has any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for calling, Calvin. It's nice to be in here today. Uh, I think we had John Smoltz on, who I called a future Hall of Famer, and he yes. is, in fact, a yes. Hall of Famer. Who well, was, you know. Who was, the last, who was the last player he just said? Uh, Biff Pokoroba, who was a catcher uh, for uh, for the Braves in the middle Biff, 80s. Yeah, Biff, Biff Pokoroba? Yep, absolutely. Wow. So he did look at his Brave stuff. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got a full bank of calls. Uh, now that Calvin's off the line, we've got an open one, 813-289-1860. Toll free anywhere in our listening area, 969-8600 on AM 860. The answer. News Insight. 
Passion, AM860, The Answer. This is Paul Porter. Why have I endorsed Movement Mortgage and Jamie Brown for so many years? He's somebody my listeners can trust. Buying a house or refinancing are the biggest purchases you'll ever make. You need to have the right person. Jamie not only represents Movement Mortgage, one of the largest mortgage companies in the country, but he's in charge of many employees throughout the state of Florida and beyond. He has personally helped home team listeners for more than five years. He's helped me on a couple of occasions, and he can help you too. If you're looking for that personal service that Jamie will deliver, call or text him on his cell phone. The number is 727-637-2341. That's 727-637-2341. If he doesn't pick up, just leave a message, and your call will be returned promptly. Jamie Brown and Movement Mortgage, a team I'm happy to and will continue to endorse with confidence. You've probably heard about the beautiful track at West Chase Golf Club, but here's something you may not know. West Chase Golf Club is open to the public. That's right, it looks and feels like a private course, but it's open to the public. West Chase features a championship 18-hole par 72 course where you'll encounter all that nature has to offer. Birds, deer, and gators are frequent visitors. They offer full dining, a pro shop, and easy access just off the veterans just northwest of the airport. Check out westchasegc.com for tee times and group outings or call 813-854-2331. West Chase Golf Club, it's not private, it just feels that way. Hot dogs! Get your hot dogs here! This is Paul Porter, and I've been talking about Mel's Hot Dogs for years. It's absolutely the best hot dog you will ever have, no matter where in the world you go. Mel's Hot Dogs is at 42nd and Bush Boulevard, right next to Bush Gardens. Try it once, and the Vienna all-beef taste will bring you back again and again. It's a Tampa Bay institution. Mel's Hot Dog, simply the best. 42nd Street and Bush Boulevard, right next to Bush Gardens. Oh, those Mel's Hot Dogs are so good. AM 860, The Answer. WGUL, the official radio station of Decision 2016, the most important election of our lifetime. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Things are tense today in Brussels, Belgium, after officials say they rounded up about 12 suspects who may have been.